Hello, and welcome to episode 113 of Constructing Comics, a podcast building stories one page and one panel at a time. On this episode, we have an interview with Drew Liner. Drew is the publisher and writer of Snowy Works. Uh, Drew has worked on such titles as Bitter Awakenings, Crisons, Exposition Zombie, and Future Tales of Sci-Fi, and the upcoming De-Aged in May of 2020. This is Matt, and I'm joined by my Constructing Comics co-host, Noah. Hey there. Drew, thanks so much for, for joining us uh, on the podcast. Why don't you lead us off with a little bit about yourself and the, the comics that you make? Yeah, sure. Uh, first, uh, thanks uh, all for having me. Um, just like you mentioned, I've published a few titles, you know, Bitter Awakening, Expedition Zombie, and the Future Sci-Fi Tales Anthology series. Um, you know, I've had a big interest in comics, you know, since the 90s, you know, wanting to be a comic artist myself. Um, however, I kind of grew out of that and went into computers and technology as a profession um you know more through college i kind of got an interest in writing and that's that's kind of where the 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 interest uh, getting back into comics came and uh, i think it was about 2017 is about when i started writing the first few stories for the future sci-fi tales uh, anthology comic um, which i had financed the whole thing um, so it's it's a lot of fun writing the short stories and seeing them come to life it's also a lot of fun to see what other creators submit to me and reading their stories. So, you know, I have a lot of fun, you know, being a publisher as much as I do as a writer. So, you know, I hope to keep doing this for a couple of years. So was uh, Future Tales the uh, the first uh, comic work that you that you worked on? Uh, yeah, it's the first thing I actually published. Um, the the de-aged comic that I'm releasing here soon is the first uh, full comic script I've ever written, um, which was around the same time where I started uh, Future Sci-Fi Tales. I'm looking and, through your, your What's on Comicsology that you have, and it's pretty impressive as far as, uh, like, the, the art styles that you seem to go for match sort of this uh, almost, uh, almost like fanographics, almost like 2000 AD sort of art styles. Uh, were, were those sort of things inspiring inspirations to you to get into comics? Yeah, yeah, a lot of that was, um, yeah, and like you said, a lot of that art you see on Comixology, I mean, I, I got really lucky with a lot of those artists and it just kind of fell into place. But yeah, definitely, you know, a lot of those, those guys kind of, uh, you know, inspired, you know, you know, edits in the writing too as well you know i'm just glad that it fell into place as well as it did yeah that's awesome yeah where uh what uh when you first started out writing comics where did you find your artists to draw them uh have, if you've heard of uh digital webbing um they were an indie publisher in the early 2000s but they still have their website up um, there's a bulletin board on there for if you need to look for collaborations or hiring work um, yeah, I put a post out there one day and you know I still put the occasional post out there for work but you know that's pretty much the sole place where I find people so that's awesome and you had uh you had uh desires to be an artist at one point does that sort of influence when people submit to you um uh art styles or at this point have you sort of uh been opened up to 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 more things yeah i've been a little more open to different types of art styles um there's 
there's a story I'm working on with an artist out of Brazil named Alberto Pessoa. He's got a much more cartoony art style to it, which I ended up, ended up fitting the story really well. But but yeah, it's it's kind of neat to to have such a, a different spectrum of art styles in this. It's been pretty interesting. Yeah, looking at your, uh, you know, your work, it, it, like, you know, all the comics that you've done, it, it's sort of like an anthology series unto itself about how different all the art styles are and looks like all the stories are as well. Do you kind of like to dabble in a lot of different genres or do you find that you have one genre you like to write in more than the others? Um, it's, it's more of a question as I haven't gotten there yet. <laughs> yeah. I've been more focused on the sci-fi side of things just because I, I think that's fun to me. Um, I'm starting to dabble a little bit into horror. Um, but yeah, I, I probably will circle around to different styles. But so, yeah, definitely. That's awesome. Were you inspired by, so like with future sci-fi tales, um, where did you read a lot of anthology stuff? Um, I have like, are you a big fan of anthologies, I guess is a better question. Yeah, yeah, I, I really like the the short stories. I it's it's always been a something that I've liked through the years. So yeah, definitely. Um, That's awesome. So in I, if if I remember correctly, you said 2017 was around the time that you decided to to take a real stab at this. Uh, did you did you the the short stories and anthologies? Was that like a uh, a thing that you looked at as like, hey, this is, I want to start small. I want to uh, learn my craft. I want to be able to tell a story concisely. Is, 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 was that some of the uh, the thinking there? Yeah, yeah. It's It was, yeah, starting out, it was a lot easier to write the shorter stories and get, and kind of, I, I knew going into it, I wasn't going to be able to just dive into a five-issue, you know, story arc. So, yeah, it, that's exactly right. I wanted, I wanted to start small and kind of work my way up. Very That's cool. Great, yeah. What what sort of stories did you start out writing um, for, like you know, science fiction? Was there a specific subject? Um, no, nothing specific. Um, I, it, well, like the title says, future sci-fi tales. It, you know, I it's kind of specifics. You know, set in the future. So, um, but no, no, nothing. Nothing's very specific. I just. If I get an idea in my mind, you know, I usually just run with it. I've been wondering about like the art of writing a five page, you know, five to 10 page short comic. Uh, what's your approach to writing something short like that um, as far as choosing the right story to tell in, in five or 10 pages? Because I, I read your, uh, I loved your, your story in issue four, which, which Matt and I are in um, about the man who had, who, co who goes to the doctor because he's, uh, he's afraid of the Martian dust. I like how that's basically all framed around just going in for a checkup at the doctor's office. Um, yeah. do you kind of like, so how do you pick scenes like that to tell your stories? Um, that's a good question. Uh, usually when I, when I come up with a story, I already know the ending. Um, and then it's kind of easier for me to kind of, you know, have a good starting point to get to there. I mean, that, that's, that's my approach to a story. Um, the, the stories where I know how I want to start, those are the ones that I struggle with when I don't know the ending. So I've, that's, that's my total approach. 
that's a cool approach. Yeah. yeah, that's uh that's interesting. I tend to I tend to have the concept and in, in the start and not know where I'm going and uh have to to figure it out. So to to hear that you sort of work in the opposite of the way I do, that that's a, that's an interesting uh that's an interesting take. Mm-hmm. Do so you, do you I'm sorry, go ahead, Matt. I was just wondering, do you so with a short story, um do you find that it's difficult to sort of develop the characters like because they can't sort of pontificate or, you know, go into to backstory? Is, is, is that something you find difficult to, to make a um, to make a uh, interesting character uh, and, and have it appeal to the reader in a, in a five page, six page story? Yeah, it's certainly difficult. Um... Uh, you know, sometimes, you know, I won't, I won't lie. I do bang my head on how, you know, how to make that character work in such a short time span, but it, you know, I just, if we were keeping the plot simple and, and, and just, I don't know, it, you know, sometimes it just comes to me. It's, it's, it's either I'm banging my head on it or, or it just comes to me right away. But, you know. And then do you, you know, when you get the idea, you get the ending, do you then work like, uh, into an outline of okay, this is where it's going to end. This is where it's going to begin. You know, here are all the major beats. Like in your future sci-fi tales, like you know, here's where we have the flashback. Here's you know, here's where the reveal is. And then, do you write the script from there, or do you just you have your beginning, you have your end, and then you just start writing? Yeah, yeah. The last, the latter part that you said there. If I if I know the end and I start with the beginning and it it, it usually just flows for me. You know? Yeah, and sometimes I will you know chew on it for a few days and try to outline the way that I want to want it to work. Um, in terms of the the story dust that you're referencing, um, that story actually kind of was in the works for a year or so before I finally got that one down the way that I wanted to. It was actually a short story before I had uh, put it into comic form. But um, yeah, it that one was definitely a little bit more difficult than trying to plan it out. I loved that one a lot. It was, it reminded me of like, it reminded me of a very Lovecraftian Howard, you know, esque kind of short story. So that, that's, that makes sense when you said it was a short story first. I especially love, you know, I love the flashback sequence. Um, and uh, yeah, I love the, the, like you said, trying to make the character work. There's nothing like making a character work than just taking a brief moment to describe his past. Yeah. Yeah. And I, you know, for that story, I always thought it'd be kind of interesting because visiting a doctor's office, it's always kind of terrifying in its yeah. own way, you know? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Yeah, I love the primal aspect of that fear that you play on in that story. Um, and I also just, I just love, I love Twilight Zone. I love sort of the twist endings of certain yeah. things. Yeah. Yeah, so yeah. that that really, you know, that hit me at a good spot, that that short story. Um, so I guess my next question is about the uh, the, the, the process for your, your work. And uh, Matt touched on it earlier about, you know, you being an artist or at least having a background in art and how that informs your work when you're writing the script. Um, do you, are, are you very detailed with how you, how the panels are written and laid out uh, for the artist? Yeah. Yeah. I, I actually spend a lot of time on my scripts and actually planning out to the detail of, of, of how I want the panels to work. Okay. Um, 
I, I found it er, easier early on to be as descriptive as possible in my panel description. So I'm not having so much back and forth with the artist. Um, mm. I mean, I, I write my scripts out much like, like a movie script kind of, kind of is. Um, okay. But, but yeah, I, I do take a lot of time with the panels. I'm not too nitpicky with it because I do like to let the artists kind of, kind of roll with it and kind of like to see what they come up with. Cause you know, I'm, I'm not perfect with how it comes out in my head and it's, and, and the artist usually does have a pretty good, pretty good idea how, how it can work as well. That's what, that was going to be my next question was, uh, yeah. Well, how much uh, then do you collaborate with the artist afterwards? So that's, that's a great little detail. Um, so when you're, sorry, Matt, I'm really taking up all of no, no, time, no, go, but I have one it. more question. The, uh, the, so when you're writing the script for the artist, are you giving him reference photos and things like, uh, you know, I I'm inspired by this for this story. Like, you know, look at this to sort of get the tone that I want to go for in the art. Are, are you giving him reference photos and are just another things to reference while him or her are drawing the, uh, uh, the comic? Um, it depends on the panel. Um, there's times where I'll I'll shoot in a hyperlink to a, a, a picture like if there's a pose that I can't describe easily I'll, I'll put a picture in there um, um, yeah I've, pro I've provided you know colors if I think that the the sunset should have this color in the in the background but yeah definitely and uh, have you worked with uh, this the same artist uh, as you have four volumes of uh the the sci-fi tales um is there any repeat artist there or is it a new artist each time um yeah there's a couple artists i've worked with multiple times um louis escaragua um he helped me out in the first issue of future sci-fi tales and then he did he penciled and inked de-aged um, okay um i've also worked uh, alberto pessoa he's He's the one that's done the Stones comic that I haven't mentioned yet. Um, that should be out later this year. But he's, I've worked with him on a number of short stories as well. But yeah, there's there's been a quite a few guys that I've worked back and forth with. Um, and are you one, able to develop a uh, a shorthand or like a like a more of an element of trust with those guys where you don't have to provide them with as much detail or as much sort of. Um, you know, reference. Yeah. Um, no, I still, I, I'm still, you know, I, with everybody, even, even these guys that I work with the most, I'm still, I still provide that level of detail. Um, okay. Like even, even for a page, if, if we're working on page nine, I'll, I'll generally send a sketch, you know, just like, like a basic stick figure sketch of how I think the page should lay out. And that kind of gives them a, something to work off of. So. Yeah, I, I, and also uh, that was going to go to my next question about um, repeated collaborators because I saw on the issue that we're on, um, on, on future sci-fi tales for, um, and I might be, I might be mispronouncing his name, but Julio Paz or Paz. Yep. Uh, have you, uh, have you guys worked on a couple issues of the, of the anthology series together? Um, yeah, he's, he's a repeat submitter. He's a pretty cool guy. Um, he's big into sci-fi and horror um but yeah he's had stuff in the third and fourth issue and he's he's got something in the 
fifth or sixth this year I was going to stick him in. But, yeah, he's he's always sending me stuff. It's pretty cool. That's got to be great. Do you um, – is it like – I guess it's kind of nice to sort of create a, a, a network of writers as well to collaborate with on those books. Yeah, yeah. I was just thinking about that the other day is if I ever need to fill an issue, you know, I just go you know, go to these guys that, you know, I've got good working relationships with. And so, yeah, it's been pretty awesome. That is awesome. And uh, yeah, and I was going to, yeah, I love your, uh, both of your stories in in issue four. And I love the, I love sort of the, the throwback feel of your first story. Um the uh let me let me pull the title in in chat we trust and um yeah i love how uh yeah i just love how like it basically just results on just it's it's very hilarious and uh i guess i wanted to know what what's your approach to writing comedy in in comics um <laughs> i don't know I, I didn't really intend for that one to be more comedic i i intended more of that to be kind of like a like a 1950s, you know, science, you know, space science fiction, you know, there's some dialogue in there that I, I, I took the time to, you know, how did, how did they speak in the 1950s? So there, there's some of that reference in the, in one of those pages. So yeah, uh, if, if, if there's comedy in it, then I'm not intending to do that. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. But it's, uh, oh, it's tragically, like, maybe it's more just my dark sense of humor, I guess. <laughs> uh, yeah, it definitely does have a very 50s feel, almost like Archie Comics in Space kind of feel to it, um, which I like that a lot. I, I love, yeah, I love sort of the, the old, the old uh, nostalgic feel that it had. Yeah, yeah, thanks. Uh, so I have a question sort of more on the, on the business side. Um, you know, uh, do you, do you distribute most of your stuff digitally? Um, or do you, do you have print copies that you try to, uh, to sell to shows or to take to, uh, to, to, to shops? Um, that's a good question. I start, I've been, the first couple of years has been primarily digital. Um, mm -hmm. Comixology is kind of, you know, kind of, that's kind of where it's at in terms of, of a digital platform. Um, I, I use a print-on-demand service called Indie Planet, um, okay. which for print. So it, it kind of enabled me to you know, ha not have to carry an inventory. Um, I, I'm planning on changing that um, because I, I feel that I could, probably sell it better with my own online store so that's that's kind of where i'm heading with that but um yeah i i, I you know comiXology is the big one i i try to post to as many platforms as i can you know like google play and amazon kindle so. and do you find it uh do you find it difficult to uh you know in the in the world where everybody sort of knows batman knows superman knows spider-man do you find it uh difficult to to get folks to 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 look at your stuff or do you find that the the convenience that you offer them that hey i'm i'm on my i'm on my ipad i'm on my kindle i'm i'm scrolling through some stuff and i hit a button and it's i i have this item that you know was appealing to me uh do you, do you find a little bit of that? 
Yeah, it's, it yeah, it's certainly you no know, being an in, indie comics. It's it's definitely a lot more challenging. Um, you know, one of my you know things that I'm trying to get better at is is marketing the comic book, um, and and that's part of the reason why I, I try to to price them, you know, you know, as low as I can go because mm-hmm. you know. You know, I, I think a 99 cent comic is pretty appealing, especially if you're an indie, you have an indie comic out there and it, it has, I think it has greater success at, you know, having somebody, you know, download it. Um, but, you know, in terms of, you know, you know, marketing the comic book, that's, that, that's probably the most difficult part for me. And that's, that's something I'm, I'm continuing to get, try to get better at, you know, whether it's through social media or, or put out an ad somewhere. So. Yeah, I think that's the uh, the difficulty that we all face uh, as indie creators. Um, you know, uh, we have to we have to work both sides of it. We have the the creative side where we're sitting down and we're, and we're breaking story, um, and then you know maybe half of your time has to be like, hey, I made the story. Uh, can you can you please take a look at it or you know, hopefully right. uh, I can, I can get enough interest that, that you'll look at that story. So it's, that's, I think that's the difficulty of, of being an indie and, and working for yourself. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. You know, it's kind of, like, I don't remember who said this, but you know, even though that your comic book is a hundred percent complete, that doesn't mean you're done yet. You know? Yeah. Yeah. That's, yeah, that's the hardest part is trying to sell it. Um, have you? Do you have a convention presence? Do you take your books to conventions to to sell them? Uh, uh, that was something I was going to try this year, but uh, we're kind of in the middle of a pandemic here. I, yeah, that was I was going to try and hit that harder and get larger print runs ready to to start doing that this year because that's that's something I need to to get on. Yeah, just wait till you get to that place and all you're doing all day is just pitching the story over and over and over and over and over again. Yeah. Right. Uh, when you're just at a sea of faces and they all blend together. And uh, I yeah. have my, one of my favorite things is going up to people and then being like, start giving the speech again. And I'm like, no, it's okay. I've already been here. And they're like, oh, thank God. <laughs> yeah. <there's> a... <laughs> yeah. But you have a you have something that taps into like with, with future sci-fi tales um, while reading it. It's, it's so nice and uh, it's such a brisk and relaxing read. Um, I found that uh, it's kind of something easy to pick up and then also to have it only being like 99 cents on Kindle. Um, that's really great. Especially when you have like, you know, indie creators have to, you know, mark up their books so much but to have it be so accessible to people and easy to read that's a huge selling point right there yeah yeah i always thought that was a good idea to to make it you know it's such a flooded market for for comics so to have it be priced affordable like that i i think it just gives it a little bit of an edge you know have you ever considered i don't know how this would work have and i was wondering about this too because i'm trying to figure out you know, well, well, how would I, you know, sell my comics at some point? Um, since you do the, you know, print by demand, would you ever consider like, you know, selling a, like, I don't know, like a download file, like a download card or something like that at, 
at like a convention and then them like, you know, four ninety nine cents and then they go home and they download the comic or whatever. Yeah, that's not a bad idea. I never really actually thought of that. Yeah, I definitely consider that. That's okay. that's a good idea. Yeah. yeah, I was thinking about that today. I wanted to pass it by you and Matt to see if that was ever, you know, something to think about so that they, you know, again, it's easy to buy and then easy to download or something like that. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah, yeah. I actually, I had to talking that through and, uh, you know, we, we can certainly patent this idea right here. Nobody else can take it. Um, yeah. <laughs> I wonder if like you could do something with like a, like a QR code, like if yeah. somebody came you you gave them the pitch and you just made it so easy for them that they just sort of they just sort of scan that qr code um and then at a later date all they had to do was hit that and it took them right to the like the buy now like they didn't even have to like follow you or type anything in yeah i've seen people do that before and that's always a great idea i think yeah that's that's a really good idea i think that yep and and you heard it here first. It's it's patented. Yes, it's, it's we, patented. We, 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 comics. The, the three of us, we, we own that. Yeah. <laughs> so I found one thing interesting when you were talking uh, about how uh, it seems like you're a fan of like the, 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 the twist ending, um, which, which I find is interesting because I feel like the story that Noah and I gave you is our, our biggest twist ending that, that we have. So... That was sort of a, I feel like a happy accident without knowing that, you know, a lot of your stories uh, go that way. Yeah, I love the twist in the, in the ending. That's that. That's like when you sent it to me, I, I knew that, that your story would fit in there well. So yeah, I'm glad you guys sent it to me. Awesome. Yeah, that was the, uh, that was the first thing that uh, Noah and I ever uh, worked together on. So we're, we're pretty, oh, really? we're pretty, uh, I look at it at times and I, I know that there's things that we can, we could probably do better, but I also, I, I, I still look at it as uh, sort of like a, uh, a happy memory as the, the first thing that we, we put together and, and done a few things since then. So. Yeah. I have to thank you, Drew, for, cause I, I went, when I it was, I was so new to drawing comics at the time that Matt and I did it that all I was doing to scan the pages in was my using was my phone scanner. And, <laughs> and uh, so I, with this new one, my, my computer kind of crashed and I lost all the original files for it, but I drew them all on, on physical copies. So I like rescanned them. I touched them up, relettered it. It was just, and I had uh, such a good time going back through it. It was, it was a blast. So you had, you had a print copy and you're able to, to, to scan it and relatter it. Is that how you did that? I actually, I had the original art still. So oh, I just, okay. Yeah. Gotcha. I scanned in the original art and uh, touched it up, uh, relettered it as you caught a lot of the spelling mistakes that were not in the original comic. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. I, uh, it was, yeah, it was a real blast. And um, now looking at it along with all the other stories, I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm super grateful for the opportunity. It's, uh, yeah, I'm, I was always proud of the story, but I'm, yeah, especially proud of it now and very grateful for the opportunity you gave us. Yeah, no problem. I'm glad we could give it some second life there. Yeah, and I think one thing that's interesting is, uh, as Noah and I have done this podcast, we, we've talked a lot about page design, and he actually uh, 
he actually changed a little bit of the page design based on how much we we've talked about like leading the eye around there's yeah. <laughs> uh, there's there's one thing that he changed uh since we've harped on leading the eye that we that we did when we submitted it to you so that i i find that sort of circling around in the the podcast and working together is is is, is pretty interesting well yeah you know you you know as you look back on the older work you know you progress and get better and you know yeah i understand wanting to, to make a few tweaks so <laughs> do you have uh do you have an editor that you collaborate with normally on your work um i have a good friend that usually at least edits the the at the script yeah the script level um that's good at least catches things that i don't catch but yeah that's a yeah just a good friend of mine just gives it a good read uh, make suggestions. So. so you had mentioned that, uh, you know, sci-fi is sort of your, maybe like your, your, your first, your first choice for, for, for telling stories and you, you're, you've dabbled in horror and you're, you're doing a couple of things in horror. Is there anything else that you would like to tackle like a superhero or a Western comic? Uh, um, right now, no, not really. I, I, I don't want to say no right now because tomorrow I may, or maybe after this conversation, I might get a superhero idea. So I, I don't know. I kind of just roll with punches on, on this stuff. And I have one more question about editing and then I'm done with editing questions. Um, we like to ask this question to a lot of creators because it's, it's surprising how many writers we have on this show that do their own lettering as well. Okay. And uh, so uh, for you on like on a story like in chat, we trust, which I see you're the, you're the letterer on that, on that story as well. Do you kind of take that as a, as a second, you know, like, you know, pass on your dialogue? Yeah. Yeah. That, that's exactly right. Um, it's, it's also a, a second opportunity to, uh, you know, move things around Sometimes a word balloon doesn't make sense being in panel one and should be in panel two. So, yeah, absolutely. That's awesome. What do you use to letter? Um, a couple. I have a couple things. I I originally just did it in Photoshop. Um, and then I kind of found that, you know, working on the the balloons and, and things like that was just a giant pain. Um, then I ended up getting Comic Life Free. Oh. which which is it's it's a piece of software specifically for comic lettering it's it's pretty good um, it's it's not perfect which is why i i, I use both photoshop and comic life free um, comic life three i've never heard of that before i'm looking it up now so i can yeah it's yeah. it's about it's about 40 bucks um it works pretty well with with getting your balloons and captions and and whatnot the way that you want them it's kind of nice being being able to size it to your page and you know make tweaks as you go because when you're doing that in photoshop it's just it's can be a nightmare I, I think so yeah it really is i've been doing it all in photoshop recently and uh i used to do it in illustrator and then and then just went to photoshop it was easier to do it in illustrator and ridiculously hard to do it in photoshop yeah yeah i mean comic life 3 is is not perfect there's there's i there's some things with the software that drive me insane which is why i export it into photoshop 
to tweak it to do one final tweak and then okay. apply it to the page. Yeah. That's that's a that's a good recommendation. I'll have to do some some research into that. Um, and then okay, sorry, I said one more question, but actually, then I thought of another question. I'm very sorry. <laughs> the uh, so what do you, uh, what is your best advice? Do you think? for lettering a comic like what well, what do you think is the the like the most helpful piece of advice for that um so when i first started lettering i i didn't do any research on it i thought you know you just put words to the balloon and you are good to go little did i know is that this is actually kind of its own art form right and I think if somebody wants to get into that, I think they need to do their research because there's little things that once you, once you learn a little bit of the craft, then you start like looking at other indie comics and you'll like see those things and you just kind of cringe. But um, like I, a lot of things that taught me like blambot.com, he's got a really good section on there that, you know, gives you a good blurbs on you know how to do certain things which like really helped me so yeah yeah it seems like lettering is the thing that's like the most sort of underappreciated and you don't really if you don't notice it that means they did it well and if you do notice it that's because they made a mistake or they right. didn't do something they didn't do something to make it clear for you to read like you you read something and you go oh wait uh, i should have read it in in this order right yeah yeah awesome so there are four volumes of future tales of sci-fi is that something that you think is gonna be something that continues uh for for a while yeah it, at least for two more issues is what i've got planned out um that should hold us off for 2020 and then into next year, I'll probably do another submissions call, but yeah, I'd, I'd like to do two to three issues a year at least. So, nice. Yeah. So you're looking at almost not quite a quarterly uh, release, um, but almost uh, a quarterly release for, for that. Yeah. And, and I don't typically set it's, it's hard for me to set release dates. Mm -hmm. um you know there's a number of factors in, into that you know uh, number one is you know you sometimes you know artists slip and a uh, date gets you know goes by fast and you know comiXology is another one that's so hard to plan a date around because they're never consistent on when they release okay um, so yeah i was surprised how fast number four went up you know, we got your email and I was expecting it to take a lot longer, but then I checked today and it was, it was up. Yeah. Yeah. The submission process to Comixology is, you know, it's, it's a little iffy at times. Um, they're, it, I'm really happy they, you know, they allow indie creators to post their comics on there, but I, you know, their review process can, you know, can take a week or it could take, two weeks or a month and in some cases that's happened to me um but I, I think it's the inconsistency of of when they actually post your comic on there is it, they give you a week notice really but so i have a a bit of a technical question when it comes to comiXology uh do you handle the the formatting of the files or do you do you have to i know you said you have a bit of a uh, computer background or or is that something that you uh that you hire out and i'm no, asking I, 
I'm asking yeah. personally because that's something I want to figure out for myself. Yeah, yeah, I handle everything. Um, I'm handling, you know, uh, you know the the logo on the front. I'll hire out, you know, the art, you know, the art for the the, the cover. Um, any of the lettering on the in the inside front pages, you know, I you know I'll format all that. Um, like even even the pages for your guys' story, um, I I still had to format that into a template. So yeah, I, I handle everything from, from start to, to submission. Okay. And, uh, the, is generally the, the cover artist, somebody who's in the book or is that somebody that, uh, that you, you look for outside of, uh, one of the, 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 the interior artists? Uh, it depends. The first three issues, um, the, it was somebody that had a submit submitting story. Um, okay. This fourth issue is actually the first one where I actually found someone. I sought out somebody to do a cover. I I love that cover when when I saw it. I was like, this is such like a uh, like a retro '50s comic book feel with that that classic rocket and the 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 dinosaur. It was it was it was just amazing to see. Yeah, yeah, it's done by a guy named Juan. He's uh, yeah, he's a great artist. Uh, I, I gave him this idea for this, and then he's he he shoots an email back says, "Great idea! Can I put a savage woman on the cover?" And I said, "Heck yeah!" <laughs> <laughs> that is great. Yeah, I love the cover too, and uh, I love the cover for all your books. Actually, they're they're all great. Yeah, thanks. I think the answer to "Can a savage woman be on?" is is always yes. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, the pinup in the back too, with the uh, the spaceman exiting the rocket with the the T Rex behind it. That that's also great. Yeah, that was actually originally going to be the cover, um, but this this other one turned out so well. I I had to use this the one with the dinosaur and, and the savage woman. That's great. Awesome. Well, I. I probably can speak for Noah on this, but we're we're thrilled to be uh, part of this uh, this latest issue. Definitely, um, uh, you know, we both we both have a, a passion for for storytelling and uh, passion when it comes uh, to comics. So to to be part of this, we're we're pretty excited. Good, good, yeah, really appreciate the submission. It was it's a great story. Thanks. Um, Noah, I think we're gonna we're gonna wrap this up. Do you have uh, any uh, any final questions as we bring the interview to a close? No final questions. I just really enjoyed talking to you, and again, I can't say how grateful I am for the opportunity. It was truly awesome, and I'm still I'm looking at it right now on Comicsology. I'm like, it's just it's a first step in a dream come true for me. So thank you so much. Yeah, you're welcome. Awesome. So, Drew, um, why don't you let people know where they can find you online so that they can check out these, check out your comics and check out the comics that will, will be coming out in the future? Um, best place to, to reach the comics is uh, my website. It's at snowyworks.com. It's got links to the Comicsology, Google Play, Kindle, um, Drive Through Comics. So, everything's there that, that anyone would need. Awesome. We'll definitely have a link to that website in the, the show notes to, to this podcast. Well, uh, Drew, uh, thanks again. Um, we, we really enjoyed talking comics with you. Um, and you'll have to let us know when you have uh, 
more stuff coming out because we we would like to talk to you again. So you have a you have an open invite to to come back on the podcast anytime uh, you'd like to talk comics. Great, sounds good. Awesome. So um, as we close up here, I would like to encourage anybody to to give us a rating and review on whatever podcasting service you use. We really appreciate it. If you'd like to follow our podcast on social media, we're on Twitter at ConstructComPod. Instagram is Constructing Comics Pod. Facebook and YouTube is Constructing Comics. And uh, also Noah and I have been uh, talking to everybody recently about the Ageless Press Facebook page. Um, if you can check that out, you'll probably see some more information from Noah and myself there. Um, links to uh, Drew's website and all of that social media will be in the show notes to this podcast. Um, I'd like to thank everybody for listening and everybody uh, be safe and go out there and uh, make some comics. <laughs>